welcome to the Helping Families Be Happy podcast, where we explore the often messy world of family love and relationships. I'm your host for this podcast, Christopher Robbins, husband, father of nine, founder of Familias, fly fisherman, and outdoor enthusiast living in the beautiful California Central Valley. For the video of this podcast, please view it on the Familias YouTube channel. Now, we welcome today's guest, Emily Lauren Dick. Emily is a creative marketer. She's the author of Body Positive, A Guide to Loving Your Body. She's a speaker and activist who is passionate about body image, women's issues, and taming shame. She believes in ethical marketing and wants to empower others to embrace who they truly are. Her writing and expertise have been featured in Glamour, Today's Parent, and Scary Mommy. Now, today, we're talking about body positivity for the new year. This podcast aligns with the Feminist Habits Learn Together. And you can learn more about the Feminist 10 Habits of Happy Families by going to the Habit Hub blog on Familias.com. So Emily, welcome. Thank you for joining us for this important topic. Thank you for having me. Happy to be here. So you have done a lot. Uh, written a lot, worked a lot on body positivity. And we're entering a new year. And of course, we all want to set new goals. And often we seem to focus on our physical goals, maybe losing weight. While we want to be healthy, we want to be strong. What is your recommendation? And I guess, why are we so, why are we so obsessed with that? Yeah, I mean, instead of this new year, new you mentality, we really need to focus on just having a happy, balanced life. And obviously that includes joyful movement and eating a balance of foods, enjoying what we eat, but also eating the foods that that help our bodies run efficiently and effectively. Unfortunately, in our society, it's become a tradition to make these resolutions and they're often focused on weight loss. And that is because our society values thinness and is very fat phobic. So fat phobic is really the fear, hatred, or discrimination against fat bodies. Okay. So now we know there are many different body types. I'm a husky guy and my wife is super thin. And so when we're thinking about body types and different, help us understand how the media is portraying this and maybe what is healthy versus unhealthy when we're thinking about body shaming. Absolutely. Health is something that's actually incredibly subjective and we can't visibly see how healthy someone is just by looking at them. There are so many tests that they need to put us through to be able to get a read on our health. And an important thing to mention too is that we don't all have the luxury of being healthy. There are some people that are struggling with illnesses and they can't help that fact, right? So our society values this thinness that is not something that everyone can achieve because our body type is dependent on so many factors from our socioeconomic status to our genetics. And genetics actually plays a huge, huge role in the way we look. Okay. So let's talk about the media. So what do you know about the media's intentions and their strategies or influencing how we think about our bodies and other people's bodies. Absolutely. It's incredibly profitable to promote this thin agenda within the media, within advertising. And 
that's because it's a strategy that continues to work. And if what they were selling actually worked, we wouldn't be hearing about all these new fad diets, these new crazes that that people can try to try and lose weight. So these advertisers, these media companies, they continue to perpetuate these beliefs because it's profitable to them. And often they disguise this message as being concerned about people's health. And the products that they're often promoting are actually more detrimental to someone's health than just changing up your, your lifestyle a little bit or trying to promote this message of inclusivity where we accept people and there isn't this pressure to try and be thin at all costs. Is there a movement or any progress in, in the media and advertisers moving away from this strategy? Absolutely. There are so many companies out there, the more the merrier, that are starting to adopt the idea that they need to be more inclusive in terms of how they are promoting their products and their brand. For example, Dove is is one of the pioneers in in this area where they started using real unedited bodies in their ads. Aerie is also another company that I can think of off the top of my head that um, has also used a variety of body types. Another important thing though, is to make sure that these companies aren't just doing it from a marketing perspective and that they're actually sort of walking the talk. So you want to look at brands, for example, a clothing brand, if they are using different types of bodies in their marketing, I'd also want to make sure that they are offering a variety of sizes in their clothing. So I know Aerie is one of the the great brands that is using this strategy, but they also don't offer a super huge size range. So it's really important to support brands that are making a difference and making these changes. That makes sense. As we support brands that are that are leaning in to this, we'll have more options and more companies will follow suit because that they all want to be profitable. Okay, so let's talk about some ideas that are healthy for us to focus on in the new year as it relates to body image and, and body awareness. So what are some of the things that you recommend? Absolutely. So I think we really need to focus on feeling good in our bodies as opposed to looking good in them. So as I mentioned before, doing joyful movement, doing the things you like. If you hate running, you don't want to be doing laps as your New Year's resolution. You want to focus on doing the things that make your body feel good, but that you also actually enjoy. So if you like going for walks, take a walk around the block. Or if you want to try doing sports, maybe look into something like that. Really, it's about doing things that feel good, that don't just focus on the body as well, right? So non-physical things that that you enjoy. Maybe it's writing a book for the first time or taking a new course that about a subject that you'd like to learn things about. Um, you know, it's really just about embracing the things that make you, you happy. Okay. It, it sounds like a great plan. Focus on not so many physical goals. What about surrounding ourselves with things that are more positive or what do you recommend there to absolutely so instead of a diet cleanse i always say we should start with a social media cleanse so one of the important things that we can do for ourselves is to consciously curate our social media feeds and make sure we're following body positive brands companies 
accounts that that make us feel good about ourselves as opposed to making us feel pressure to look a certain way or to be a certain way. And that also includes surrounding ourselves with communities that uplift us, reading books that make us feel good about ourselves and and media in general. So watching movies and you know, listening to podcasts that are are good for your mind. Oh, basically, what you're saying: let's surround ourselves with things that that lift, that inspire, that uh, help us to try to make the world a little bit better. At the beginning, it seemed like you were talking about one of the challenges with media and advertising is that it it invites us to compare, to compare ourselves, how we look relative to how someone else looks. And one of the things I've learned is that comparison is often the thief of happiness. Mm -hmm. So what advice do you give our audience about how to just stop comparing? It is a very big challenge that we all face because it, it is very much sort of this primal thing that we've learned, right? As we've grown into people, a civilized society, we learn to look to our neighbors and see what they're doing, what they're doing to make each other thrive. But the important thing to do is really just compare yourself to the past versions of who you are and have been. And really, if you're going to compare yourself to anyone, you are the best person. So that will show you how far you've come, the progress you've made, because you weren't the same as you were yesterday, right? And if you write down some of these things, start a gratitude list, um, there's so many ways to, to sort of look back at the past and see how far you've come and realize that you are growing as a person and the only one you need to compare yourself to is is you. Wise advice. Let, let's be the best you that you can be. Exactly. <laughs> Every day a little bit better. Well, this has been very helpful. So Emily, where can our guests find you online? Absolutely. So you can go to my website at happydaughter.com or you can follow me on social media at Real Happy Daughter. Very good. Very good. Well, as we conclude today's podcast, I'd like to thank Familiar for the support in bringing this podcast to your ears and your heart. We'd be thrilled if you subscribed to the podcast and left us a review. And when you're ready for that next amazing book adventure, we'd be honored if you chose a book from Familiar. One step at a time, one wonderful book at a time, we can make the world a happier place. 